I decided then that I was going to buy the elephant. I had the land available. I had surveyed the city council requirements and there was nowhere in the council documentation that I could see that clearly identified that I could not have an elephant on the land I owned. I found out that elephants would eat around 150 kilograms of food each day. And I had found a way where I could get this daily food supply. It was from the supermarkets. My plan was at the end of each day to go to the supermarkets and to purchase the produce that was left and unable to be sold anymore to the general public because it was a little bit old. And, more importantly, I had found the elephant to buy, and she was beautiful. Her name was Jumbo. Welcome to the 13 Elephants Podcast. My name is Dr. Michael. Follow 13 Elephants and my story on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and please, please click the bell and subscribe to 13 Elephants on YouTube. I appreciate you all. I thank you all so very much for allowing me into your space to share the story. This is the 13 Elephants Podcast. I am Dr. Michael. Come along for the ride. Today's episode is about the elephant. It's about the character traits of the elephant. It's about the loyalty and the honor of the elephant. And it's about the power and the truth of the elephant when the elephant is sitting in the room. I've always loved elephants for as long as I can remember. I've loved them because of their loyalty, their never forget mannerisms and characteristics, and their view of what it means to live an honest and a just life. As a young child, I had the opportunity to do what many children have wanted to do and that is to ride on an elephant. Sadly, I didn't take the opportunity. At the time, I was a young, shy boy, too scared and too embarrassed to jump on to the beautiful creature, the elephant. The elephant I had the opportunity to ride was Jumbo, Jumbo the circus elephant. The elephant I later in life had the opportunity to buy. The parts of elephants that I love is trust, loyalty and dedication. These are all parts of life that I hold true as characteristics for myself. 
I've also understood the elephant as the elephant in the room. The unseen words, the unseen stories represented in the hidden eyes of the elephant. I have seen the elephant in the room and I have witnessed the loyalty and the honour, the desire to speak the truth, sitting there in the room, obvious to all, yet remaining silent. The elephant sitting in the room who represents truth, the clearing truth, the truth that no one speaks of. How this looks in reality or in practice is, let's say, in a boardroom meeting or in a senior management meeting or in a meeting with executives where there are discussions, there are choices made and the decisions that are made around these discussions and choices are made to protect the company, the organisation, the machine at all costs. The mechanism of the room is to disguise anything that may cause harm to the institution, anything that may cause harm to the machine, to the organisation, to look after the machine at all costs. There might be business deals behind closed doors where the machine must be looked after. Yet the elephant in the room sits and watches and others see the elephant, yet no one sees a thing. No one sees a thing for fear. I say something. I speak the truth. I talk about the elephant in the room. I discuss what the elephant in the room is. There are many examples I could offer around how this looks in reality. One example is when I was involved in an education institution some years ago, one of the topical points at the time was around vaping and students vaping. What we had uncovered is a very effective therapeutic model that could track the journey of a student from when they first became interested and users of vape at a very low nicotine level right through to when they were at the addiction point which was up near 60 milligrams of nicotine and we could track how well they were doing at the start and how the decline occurred over a period of time as the nicotine levels increased there was clear evidence that we had There was clear empirical and narrative that we had. But it could not be known 
the narrative and the empirical data was the elephant sitting in the room with the knowledge and all the participants around did not speak. Many times across my career where I've worked closely with children and managed teams who have been dealing with children who have experienced sexual abuse or physical abuse or some form of trauma or harm. There's an engaged process that occurs between the child and the practitioner, whether that practitioner be a counsellor or social worker or a psychologist or a nurse. There is an element of care that is taken around the story to ensure that the story stays true within the confinements of the room. There's an elephant in the room. There's an element, elephant with all the truth sitting in the room. When the narrative takes place between a practitioner and a child, the safety element exists and the machine, the organization that sits around it, does not allow that narrative to come out of that room. Yet the elephant sits in the room listening and understanding and knowing what goes on. Knowing that that truth shared in a way which can be shared in safeness can help so many. Yet the elephant is not allowed to speak. What is more important is protecting the honour of the practice relationship. However, there is fear of doing wrong in that relationship should the narrative be told outside of that to help others. So the story stays in the room and the elephant remains silent. The lies and deceit that occur because the elephant is in the room and the trauma this creates over time when the elephant remains in the room in full sight is damaging. The loyalty and honour of a silenced elephant, an elephant silenced by fear and repercussions is damaging. Other examples might be in a relationship, whether that be in marriage or in partnership, an intimate relationship where there may be a husband and a wife, where there's tension, where there's the unsaid, the unhurt is in the open, but the hurt sits in the silence. The truth is masked and hidden by ulter ulterior motives and planning. The ulterior motives and planning is the elephant in the room, clearly there and silenced. I win no friends in the open because I speak of the elephant. I win no friends in the open because I choose to talk about a narrative that's so very important 
and make changes based on that. Yet behind closed doors, I have the support of many, and I have many friends behind closed doors wanting the story to be told. But no one wants the truth to be known to all. And the truth is kept from all, but the truth is where the honour is. The telling of the truth is where the lived experience is. This is where the third space experience is. This is where the elephant is. It is impossible to get things right all the time. To shine the light on the elephant all the time. It is impossible. But I do it. Every time I do it. I shine the light on the elephant and in doing so, I reveal the lived experience. Because people want the truth, but they only want bite-sized options of the truth, and it varies what bite-sized options they want. People do not want the full truth, because the truth in full may hurt. Yet silencing the elephant, silencing the elephant in the room, hurts very much more. In later years, when I decided that I would buy Jumbo, Jumbo the wonderful circus elephant, the elephant, as a young boy, I had the opportunity to ride on. When I decided to buy that elephant, I went through the process as far as I possibly could go in terms of purchasing. I met with Jumbo on a number of occasions. I fed Jumbo on a number of occasions. When I used to feed Jumbo, I wondered if Jumbo remembered me from when I was a boy, a young, shy boy, wanting so very much to ride the elephant, but just crippled by fear at the time fear and shyness of what people might think of me. I like to think that Jumbo may have remembered me. I do. In the later years, when I started feeding her more and more, I wanted so desperately to buy her. But purchasing Jumbo was more about me wanting to have the elephant close to me, in the open, where people could see the elephant so I didn't have to talk about the elephant or hide her. I wanted the elephant exposed so that the truth was there and known and was spoken of, rather than me having to always reveal, reveal the truth. I didn't buy Jumbo in the end. Jumbo instead was sold to the Franklin Zoo in New Zealand. When Jumbo went to the zoo in Franklin, she was renamed as Mila 
Sadly, in an unfortunate incident that occurred three years after Mila had moved to the Franklin Zoo, Mila became agitated in her enclosure. She was afraid. The result was that Mila crushed her veterinarian carer to death. Later on, Mila would shift off to a San Diego zoo, where, after a few more years, Mila died at age 44 years. African elephants in general have a lifespan of about 60 to 7 years. Jumbo was gone too soon. Jumbo's life was about entertaining people. But Jumbo was renamed, rehoused, recharacterized. Jumbo was alive to entertain others, yet was never given the opportunity to have a voice herself. Jumbo was to remain silent, to be observed, to be a spectacle for others. Jumbo was a third space elephant. She had knowledge of what it meant to be an elephant, and she had knowledge of what it meant to be silenced by expectation. Jumbo's life was one of being in captivity. A life where there were onlookers and a gaze upon her, where she was to remain silent with a third space elephant experience was one to be silenced. Jumbo survived captivity until she died at age 44. And although there was constant media and public speculation of how poorly Jumbo was treated because she was a kept elephant, the beauty of Jumbo to me as the little boy who wanted to ride the elephant and as an adult who wanted to purchase the elephant and give the elephant a home remained as this. Remained as the third space experience of the elephant in the room. My name is Dr. Michael. This is the 13 Elephants Podcast. Follow me in my story of the lived experience on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. I appreciate you all so very much, and I thank you all so very, very much for allowing me into your space to share the story. Come along for the ride.